0: Welcome to Grace Enough Podcast and the 12 Days of Christmas in July series brought to you by schoolhouseteachers.com. A firm Christian-based worldview is the springboard needed in today's world, which can be attained with a schoolhouseteachers.com education. Use code EXPLORE to pay only $179 for a two-year Ultimate Membership during schoolhouseteachers.com Explore the World BOGO event. This is an incredible savings opportunity. Sign up now and receive a complimentary Explore the World tote while supplies last. Certain restrictions will apply. With your schoolhouseteachers.com membership, you can create your own homeschool schedule using over 400 unique courses, videos, lap books, unit studies, and more. One price covers the entire family, giving you immediate access to hundreds of resources, including virtual school boxes for kindergartners through high schoolers. Sign up at schoolhouseteachers.com using code EXPLORE today. Now let's jump in to our 12 days of Christmas in July series. Day nine. I can't believe we've already made it to day nine. Today I'm talking to Amy Brewer, the co-founder of Elizabeth's Voice. But before we jump in, I want to ask you a favor. Will you send me an email at graceenoughpodcast at gmail.com or a direct message on Instagram at graceenoughpodcast_amber underscore amber. And tell me if you've been introduced To a new product you're looking forward to gifting, or if you've already purchased from one of the guests we've shared thus far. I would love to encourage them with your message, and it's fun to connect with my listeners. Good morning, Amy. Welcome to the Grace Enough podcast. I guess it is not morning where you are. No, it's not.
1: It's about 6 p.m. (laughs) Yeah. Tell everybody where you're at. I'm currently in Kampala, Uganda.
0: Yeah, so quite the quite the time difference, but we've got some not big technology issues figured out, just little connection stuff, and so it's great to be with you. Um, we are going to be talking about a business that you have that is connected through Uganda, and so Elizabeth's Voice. Tell everybody what is the mission behind Elizabeth's
1: Voice. Elizabeth's Voice. The whole idea is based off Elizabeth in the Bible. Whenever Mary found out she was pregnant with Jesus, Elizabeth was there for and believed in her. So it's the whole idea of women helping women. So we employ 34 single moms and widows in Uganda. And um, our entire mission is fighting uh, poverty and injustices in the world with uh, dignified jobs and education. So we're currently educating almost 40 children in Uganda, all the children of the women that we employ, and we have 34 women we employ full-time. So in general, that's what we do. That
0: is so, I mean, it's such a gift, right? Like, tell us, how did you start Elizabeth's Voice? Like, give us a little bit of the backstory of how this is something that you launched into, and I know you have a business partner, and so tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yes. So I ever since growing up and everything, I always wanted to, I always said I was going to be a doctor, a missionary doctor in like some foreign country. I grew up in the church and that was just my goal. I was going to be a missionary. And I did do that. I became a nurse and I worked in several clinics in Africa. And I just saw so much more in the women that were coming into the clinics than what they had. Most of their problems could be solved with a dignified job because most of them are nutrition reasons they're poor nutrition or they just had like very basic medical needs that would be very easy to fix if they just had some small amount of income so I started praying about starting a business to employ women and I prayed for it about in Africa and it was like literally that general of a prayer for like a year I prayed that every day I was like "I, I know I'm supposed to start a business in Africa God lead me to that place. And through a long uh, kind of circle of events, I ended up at this certain hotel in Kopala, Uganda. And that is where I met my business partner. Her name is Evelyn and she's Ugandan. And she was at the hotel selling like baskets and paper bead jewelry and all the handcraft items. And she was trying to employ women in her community by selling at this tourist hotel. And as soon as we met each other, both of us, we always talk about how We instantly knew right then that we were supposed to work together. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's what happened. And that was five years ago. So um, at the time that I met her, the sales just weren't great at that hotel. She was still not even able to eat every day. She was still in poverty herself, but she was trying to help women in her community anyways. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we became business partners and we grew from having no full-time employees. Now we have 30 full four total women that we employ. And it's been an adventure to say the least, but um, (laughs) we made it this far and we both know this is where God has us.
0: Yeah. Well, and so with Elizabeth's voice, do you all sell a lot of stuff online or is it, you know, local? Do you tell everybody a little bit about what that looks like? Because I know you can have um, local stuff going on, trunk parties, you know, people do so many different things. And so what's your avenue of selling your products?
1: In the last five years, we probably tried every single way in home forever. And for what the thing that worked for us really was like, christian women's conferences mm-hmm. because that's where you can meet a lot of people and that like turned into our big thing all the time we tried to do as many of those and we'd meet amazing women and then connect to different churches big and small it didn't matter the size so we ended up that was our best way and the pandemic happened yeah. and so we had to kind of pivot and switch to online and it's kind of it's an amazing story um, I was actually in Uganda whenever everything started shutting down, and I had to leave really fast last year to get out before they closed the borders for like four or five months. And uh, the day, a couple of days before I left, we got this massive order that we had never had before like 6,000 necklaces.
0: Wow. And, that's awesome. Um,
1: I know. It was incredible. We had never had that because when it started shutting down, I was like, what are we going to do? You know, where's the money going to come from? And, but like, God had it planned out. We went and we purchased all the materials we needed like a couple of days before all the stores closed down in Uganda. And that kept the women working through the whole four months that they were locked down in the clinic. So um, God had that little time planned out because all of our events got canceled for the rest of 2020. So we actually ended up opening up a retail shop. And we also have an online store. So we switched from like in-person, mainly at events. Mm-hmm. And now we have the online store and retail shop. So we just kind of try to sell everywhere. And we, we want to get back into the events because that's our favorite, our favorite thing to do.
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, events are starting to come back. Like we've definitely mm-hmm. seen that here in the U.S. And people are more excited than ever, I think, to just go and be a part of an event. I know I am. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to go (laughs) for a weekend and just be with people. And so tell me when someone purchases from Elizabeth's voice, um, how are they impacting those women that work for you?
1: It impacts them in such a big way, uh, physically, spiritually, uh, just like any way you can think of it impacts them just for them to be able to make something and then it gets sold and that's how they get money. And that's how their children go to school. And that's how they're they're able to eat every day and have medical care if needed. It just has empowered them in a way that, I mean, I've seen it in front of my own eyes these last five years. They're different people now than they were before. It makes such a huge impact.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, I think it's hard sometimes for the typical American to really understand what it might be like to just not be able to use skills that you have or mm. just the the potential for skills that you have to use them every day to provide for your family. Like we can take that for granted because um, that's just such a normal part for the majority of our culture. And so I always tell people like, imagine if one day, you were offered a job and that allowed you to really put food on the table that you honestly did not have before, like nothing. And it's hard for us to even wrap our brains around that, right? Because that's so not the majority of our world's, well, I don't want to say world, the
1: U.S. experience. Absolutely. Yes, um there's this one lady she is now 68 years old and she calls herself my Ugandan mother because when I first started coming here by myself and I didn't have any of my family here she just couldn't stand that I had no family to mm-hmm. watch after me so she said I'll be your Ugandan mother and we've formed a very close bond um she said before that she joined Elizabeth's voice she couldn't even remember the last time she had eaten a piece of meat wow. because I mean it had been like years and years because she just could It was just like a luxury. She couldn't even imagine affording. And so now she has a bank account and she pays her own rent and it's just in a completely different situation. So it's been really amazing to see.
0: Well, and so how do you guys, um, I know this is not a question that I sent you, but I'm always interested. Like, how do you end up finding the people that you employ?
1: So all of this was totally my business partner. She already had around seven women before I met her that she was trying to employ in her community. And so she just kind of finds women and every single story of how the women, the different women got there is just like a divine encounter. She just wow. like randomly will meet them walking on the street and they're trying to, our paper bead roller was trying to sell paper beads to her and they just became friends. And now she's part of the group. And it's just like it's like she finds the women most in need, and um, she just invites them in. So I told her, "You are the one that's here with them, and you've gone all the time. You're in charge. If you feel like you can hire another one, do it. If like you don't need my permission, just tell me that they're, they're that they're there now." And we kind of work together like that. So that's really worked the best, just to like let her handle that all, and we love them when they get here.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, but the biggest thing is, is that they do need to either be what a widowed you said, or a single mom, correct?
1: Yes. The majority of them are either a single mom or widow or like the breadwinner for their family for whatever reason. Yeah. And then we had, uh, we have a couple of young girls that were orphans and then they grew up and they just had, you know, it's kind of like you get out of the foster care system and then you have nothing to do. It's kind of like that. And we invited them in and now it's so cool because they have like a group of moms and they have so many people to take care of them. So So um, that's been really cool to see too. It's just like individual basis, what we decide to do with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and tell me, what is it that you personally love the most about working with Elizabeth's voice?
1: the life change is incredible and just be able to tell women you're worthy you're worthy of this like we recently just got a big donation and we just talked about what we were going to do and Evelyn said not one of them has a bed frame and not one of them has like a a mattress that hasn't been you know on the dirty floor for years Hmm. so we got them all beds made and mattresses and uh, like new uh, bed covers and sheets and pillows and everything. And they just the emotion they had over that was just so humbling. And it was so cool to see that they have like a nice, clean, comfortable place to sleep every night and that they're worthy. And they did this on their own, not, you know, they work hard. So that's right. I mean, it was a gift, but they work for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they
1: work. Yes, exactly. It's like giving
0: just, something like that is like, a bonus that we would receive mm-hmm. here, right? Like, exactly. it's not a handout. It's you've worked, and so now we're going to give you a little bit extra because now we're able to because of your work.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes, and it was just, I mean, that was one of moment I'll never forget because most of them have, had just fled to the capital because that's where we are from their villages because they were in like different types of either abusive situations or just so deep in poverty and they had five kids and couldn't feed them and they just came to Kapal looking for a better life with the clothes on their back. So they didn't have anything. So it's like really cool to slowly be able to see them, um, just move maybe into a little bigger home or whatever it is. I just, just the progress and to be able to see them from where we started five years ago to now, is just incredible.
0: And so do a lot of the women live like really close in community or are they a little bit all over the place?
1: Yes. Most of them live in this one little area. It's called Namasuba and it's a little place in Kampala and they can just walk there. And a couple, couple of them live a little farther out um, just because, uh, well, one of them, because she's from Northern Uganda and she doesn't, I don't know if you remember like years ago, there was that viral invisible children documentary. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. So she's one of the, people that's displaced from that crisis whenever Joseph Kony in the LRA army was, yeah. And so that's why she's in Kampala. And so she doesn't speak Lugandan, which is like the main language here. And so she has to live in a part of Kampala that speaks her language because she can't really communicate. But what's really cool is that Evelyn, my business partner, isn't from northern Uganda, but she still speaks her language because she, uh, it's very similar to her language from her village. So yeah. I don't know. It's really cool to see how God like created like the perfect person in Evelyn to be the one in charge of everything here.
0: That's yeah, really it's cool. really
1: incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is.
0: And I mean how crucial it can be to have a business partner that is Ugandan because just even the understanding of culture and just what you grow up with and everything is it's so different than when you're just all of a sudden this Americans coming in that which is a gift as well but yes. it's such an extra gift when someone understands like yeah, this is where I was raised. This is, this is my culture. This is what's important in our culture. So that's really cool.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's like, takes a lot of stress off me. Cause I ask her, I'm like, Even we got this donation. What do they need? I might have thought of something different, but she already knew their needs because she lives with them every day. She was like, they need beds and mattresses. So I said, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Well,
0: so everybody doesn't even know yet what all you create. And so you mentioned, you know, the paper beads, the baskets. Tell us a little bit about Elizabeth Voice products and maybe what some of your most popular items are and your favorite item.
1: Our baskets are probably our most popular we sell lots and lots of the hand woven baskets the basket walls are so popular nowadays that people are having in their homes and they're so beautiful so Mm -hmm. we sell all types of colors of baskets like that, and we just started uh, making Moses baskets for like babies. Cool. And you can like have a custom one in your own colors made. That is definitely our most popular item. And another one, this is like kind of random. I didn't know it was going to be this popular when we started making them. It's like these bottle top trivets and they're on our website, but they're like glass bottle tops and they hand sew like little fabrics around and then they sew them all together and you use it for like whenever you're cooking as a hot pad. Yeah. And so I mean, we can't keep those in stock. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like a really, I mean, that employs not just our ladies because those take so long to make. So even it'll give like, you know, kind of day work to other women that are in need too. and they sew on there. Yeah. And you can just as a tip, you can put it in the dishwasher. It's like cloth. And so you can put it in the top record dishwasher and it looks just brand new because everyone always asks how to clean. cool. Yeah, that's one of our most popular, but I think my favorite product we do, we do have like a subscription club where you sign up and you can get something in the mail every month. And uh, we made that just to like kind of provide consistent work. And when the pandemic happened and we couldn't get new products from Uganda, we kind of like branched out. I know you're friends with Rachel. We got something from Hope and Vine yeah, and we've got something from different people that we send every month. So it might not just be from us. It's going to be from, it made by a woman around the globe. And I've loved that because we have subscribers all over the U S and they're like so loyal and they care for us. And when we have a big need, they donate. I just feel like getting something in the, in the mail every single month is like a tangible way to, you know, you remind you about the ministry and you feel connected and that's been one of the most fun things for me personally to be able to create and do.
0: Well, and something like that to really just open it, opens your eyes to what people around the world are doing to pour in to women, first of all, but also it really uh, exposes you to culture too, in, in a small yeah. tangible way, you know, like, oh, you know, paper beads in Africa. Well, that may not be what somebody in an Asian country is making, you know, because that's not really their expertise. And so that's really cool uh, way to look at it as well, particularly if you have young kids, because that's a really great way to expose them to, yeah, we're supporting people around the world.
1: Yes. And to be able to, for us to be able to place those kind of larger orders with different groups.
0: Oh yeah. It's been
1: like really cool, especially during like covid because you know sometimes you feel like what we're doing is like so small obviously to the women that we're working with it's not small at all but to me i'm like when you look at the problems in the world you're like what i'm doing is so small but to be able to like when i play some of the orders and they said thank you so much we needed this Mm. so bad it was just really like okay god you had this planned out for a certain reason and yeah um, we were able to Meet every month despite all the odds. So I was happy.
0: <laughs> That's so fantastic. Well, so tell us, and you said you all have a retail store. Is that in the States?
1: Yes. It's in Weatherford, Texas, which is just west of Fort Worth. And it's a small, cute little shop. Last May, yeah, is whenever we signed the lease on it and um we opened it in July. We awesome. kind of did some just painting and renovation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Really just to have something shop, in so. a cute little downtown, right? Yes. And so where can everybody find Elizabeth's voice?
1: So our website is Elizabeth'svoice.org and we're on Instagram at Elizabeth's voice. And also we're on Facebook.
0: Well, I thank you so much, Amy, for coming and just sharing about what you're doing there and for the way that you are pouring in to women local uh, to where you're at in Uganda.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on.
0: Enjoy shopping and don't forget to send me an email or direct message on Instagram. And I'll meet you back here tomorrow for day 10 featuring my favorite family devotional resource, Devotional Dippers.